Well, good morning. I'm Sarah Tinker. It's Sunday morning, and I'm glad to welcome you to this Kensington Unitarians online service on Zoom. Welcome to our congregation members. Welcome to friends and to visitors joining us today. And a warm hello as well to those of you listening on a podcast or watching this service on YouTube sometime in the future. If you're new to um, our Zoom gatherings, it's a particularly warm welcome to you today. And please join in at a level that feels right for you. It is lovely, isn't it, to see people's faces. But we understand when people sometimes prefer just to listen and sit back. There's no requirement to uh, join in in any active way. Although there is chance to speak and sing if you want at several points in this service. Your presence here in community with others matters most to us. So let's together now create this as sacred time and space made holy by our presence here together and by our intention. For though we choose to maintain our physical distance for the, for the good of all, yet we can still create community across those physical distances by spending time together and by affirming the value of gathering in this way. So let's now use our powers of imagination to connect us across the distance. Let's join in taking a conscious breath together and allow that breath to bring us, each of us, to the present moment. Here in our homes, in our bodies, we unique and quite remarkable beings unique and yet intimately connected one with another, connected by our shared experience of life itself in the material realm. So let's create this time that we're in as a time to tune in to ourselves, to one another and to that which we hold to be of greatest worth. Our chalice flame is lit as we light it in all of our gatherings, a tradition that connects us with Unitarian communities the world over. The oneness of this light reminding us that we are one people living one life on this one planet Earth, our home. Let's focus for a few moments on this candle, this flame, and perhaps imagine a light shining within each of us and beaming out to a world that is so in need of its illumination and its warmth. And may this flame remind us that we are not isolated beings. No, we are connected. 
we are connected in mystery and miracle to the universe, to this community, and to one another. I invite you to get yourselves comfortable as you can for a reflective time so that we can all turn inwards, calling on the spirit of life and love to be with us now and to help us open ourselves to the great flow of life itself, of which we are part. This has been another week of great challenges for our world. As the anniversaries of the atomic bombs that exploded in Hiroshima and Nagasaki 75 years ago arrived, so too did news of that terrifying explosion in the Lebanese capital city of Beirut. This is another blow for a country already struggling to survive. And its people mourn the dead and injured and the destruction of their once beautiful city. We live, don't we, in awareness of this devastation and, and all the problems besetting our world communities. The painfully hot evidence at least here in the southeast of England, of climate change and global warming. People so hungry in the Yemen. Continuing racial injustice and violence alongside all the problems caused by the COVID-19 virus. At times we feel powerless. At times there is little that we can do but bear witness. And in that spirit, I invite us now to share a minute in silence together to mark the sufferings of our world. And though this task of witness can leave us feeling powerless, let us not flinch or turn away, but rather offer all the world's problems and our own feelings of anger or despair to a power greater than our own. And also commit ourselves 
to the never-ending task of working with others to strengthen justice, to spread loving compassion and support. Seeking love, justice and strength when we too find ourselves in need. And may this be so for the greater good of all. Let's say together, Amen. So may it be. And now I'm going to hand over to David Tolbert, who, uh, who has a reading for us that I think really speaks to the times that we find ourselves in. And David will then be leading us into a time of meditation as well and silence. Thank you, David. In this reading, Professor of Psychiatry Ronald Pierce describes how at a difficult time of his life, he found certain philosophical teachings very helpful. I wonder if they speak to you at the moment. He writes that a quote from the Stoic philosopher Marcus Aurelius always came to my rescue. Nothing will happen to you which is not conformable to the nature of the universe. I'd better repeat that. Nothing will happen to you which is not conformable to the nature of the universe. Philosophers throughout the ages have given their guidance. We should not go to pieces in the face of evil, nor should we emulate the cruelty of our oppressors. We must do what we can to oppose injustice. We see this teaching played out in the great traditions of nonviolent resistance and civil disobedience. We see it in the lives of Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King and Nelson Mandela, as well as the Buddhist monks of Chinese occupied Tibet. But are these not examples of people who went against the flow? Yes, in the narrow sense that they acted against the flow of ignorance, tyranny or bigotry. But when the Taoists, Buddhists and Stoics speak of going with the flow, they have in mind the great river of nature and reason, the underlying order of the universe. As Marcus Aurelius put it, all things are woven together and the common bond is sacred. For there is one universe out of all, one substance and one law, one common reason of all intelligent creatures. The sages instruct us to accept with equanimity the reality of evil in the world, but not its sovereignty, and to accept that while cruelty is a part of life, it is not a part of our common bond as intelligent human beings. Yes, we do our best to go with the flow, but not with the torrent of injustice. Words from Professor Ronald P.S. So I'm now going to guide us in a time of meditation. My words will be followed by two minutes of shared silence, which will end with Sandra Smith's piano music. She'll be playing a piece by Smetana called Voltava. 
after the Czech River, which winds through the countryside towards the capital city of Prague. For the Czech people to this day, Smetana's music expresses their yearning for freedom and for justice. So perhaps you'd just like to get into a, a comfortable position, sitting up straight. I'm going to take my glasses off, I think, just feel a bit more comfortable. And try and be aware that you're resting on your sitting bones. And just interlock your fingers and just stretch up. Fingers up to the sky. Good, and relax down. And then just roll the shoulders up, back and down. Up, back and down. And then up, over and down. Up, over and down. Good. So sitting up straight, allowing yourself to sink, but remaining supported. And you can gently close your eyes or lower your gaze, whichever you find comfortable. And be aware that you are living in all of your body. You inhabit all of your body, not just your head and not just your shoulders. So now be aware of your breath. You're breathing in, you're breathing out. And just notice where it is when you breathe in and when you breathe out. My breath at the moment is quite high up in my chest because I'm probably a bit anxious about doing this little talk on the Zoom. So I'm going to endeavour to lower my breathing. Perhaps you'd like to try and do the same. So when you inhale, breathe in down into your belly. So your belly is going to gently expand outwards like a little balloon. And then when you exhale, the belly will gently sink back inwards. So breathing in, belly out. Breathing out. Belly relaxes back in again. So just keep up that for a little while. And just let the mind focus on the breath. Then we might like to imagine that as we breathe in, and perhaps breathing in slightly deeper this time to fill up into the chest as well, that we're inhaling positive energy, or you perhaps could imagine if you wish, inhaling a white positive light down into your body. And as you exhale, Imagine that you're exhaling perhaps some grey or dark smoke which represents all of the pain, perhaps the anxiety, the suffering that's in you at the moment. So you're inhaling beautiful, positive, white, energetic light, exhaling out dark grey smoke. So just keep that back for a little while.
imagine that as you breathe in, you're giving your body everything it needs to nourish itself. And as you exhale, you're getting rid of everything that you don't want at the moment. So this is a good thing to practice any time, um, ideally for a little bit longer than we've got now. Um, but uh, any practice, even one or two breaths, I think would have an effect. I'm just going to make a very short reading here from the Tao Te Ching. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. When you realize there is nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. So now we're just gonna sit quietly for a further two minutes and, and, until the music. So you can either carry on with the breathing that we've been doing or just sit inside. So thank you.
lots of um, spiritual teachings are based on the image of a river flowing onwards a bit like that music that we heard uh, Sandra play so beautifully just then the message of these teachings it often pivots around the saying go with the flow accept what is now today's message in this gathering counterbalances that go with the flow message with another idea of standing against the tide, of resisting that which we know to be wrong, resisting all that we recognize as inhumane. These skills of going with the flow and standing against the tide, they're both required in our lives in different measures in different circumstances. I'm going to uh, tell a teaching story that you may have heard before, and it tells of three drops of water hanging on a branch of a tree over a stream in a beautiful valley in the countryside. The drops of water had been left there hanging on the branch after some rain earlier in the day. And the story tells of that those three raindrops, they talked to one another as they rested below that branch. Well, actually, the truth is that only one of the raindrops said much at all because the others, well, they couldn't get a word in edgeways. On and on and on that raindrop went. Oh, look at me. I'm the most wonderful raindrop in the world. Look at the way the sunlight reflects on my shiny surface. And let me tell you what great plans I have for my raindrop life. I'm going to be amazing and impress everybody. That raindrop just wouldn't stop talking. But at last, stopping for breath was essential. And as soon as that raindrop was quiet, the raindrop at the other end of the branch started talking. But a very different story. Oh, I'm not very good at anything at all. I'm not a nice shape for a raindrop. I'm not very shiny. I'll never do much in life. The raindrop in the middle didn't say a word, but just enjoyed the view around the beautiful valley spreading out all around them, the lovely big tree whose branch they were hanging upon, the stream dancing merrily below. That middle raindrop just listened in silence as the first raindrop started again, boasting about being special. On and on and on they went. But then a gentle breeze started to blow in that valley. The wind touched the tree and the branch moved in the wind and the three raindrops were shaken off the branch into the lovely stream underneath them, which was heading on a journey towards the great river and the mighty ocean beyond. And the wise old tree who'd been listening to their chatter all morning thought with a gentle smile, well, I wonder which of them is the best looking raindrop now. This is a story that I've heard told in schools, reminding youngsters not to be too full of themselves. But it maybe works better as a, a less cringeworthy reminder to us all that we are part of something so much greater than ourselves. And our opinions and our opinions about ourselves and about others and our plans for our lives, they all need to be held as lightly as we can hold them. Because we never know when that breeze might blow us off our branch and into the mighty waters beyond. 
Now, most of us are now living in circumstances where it would be futile to resist what is. Our, our lives are changed by the COVID pandemic and we'll have to await this situation's further unfolding whilst doing all that we can to protect our health and the well-being of all those we come into contact with. But human societies and global injustices, they require something more of us. Even now, we cannot simply go with the flow, for there are issues that need our voices to call them out. There are circumstances that require our bravery and our commitment to stand up against the tide of indifference and resignation. Earlier on, we, we heard a piece of music by Czech composer Smetana, music banned by the invading Nazi forces in World War II because it came to symbolize freedom against their oppressors for the Czechs. The music tells of the mighty Vltava River flowing through their land. Oppressors can repress people, but rivers, they're hard to stop. Water has its own soft power. Taoist Lao Tzu wrote that water is fluid, soft, and yielding. But water will wear away rock, which is rigid and cannot yield. As a rule, whatever is fluid, soft and yielding will overcome whatever is rigid and hard. This is another paradox. What is soft is strong. Words from Lao Tzu. So Jane is going to show us a photo now. It's, um, it's one of the artist um, Anthony Gormley's figures. They've been placed on Crosby Beach in the northwest of England. There are 100 of these figures and they've been there 15 years now and time and the tides, they're taking their toll. Barnacles, rust, seaweed, damage done by rocks and people and animals and sunlight, wind, and most of all, the sea. Resistance takes its toll on us. There's no doubting that. And that's why we need to be careful when we consider resistance. But then none of us were born to stay untouched by life's forces, were we? And some of us are given lives that require us to stand up against the tides of social conformity, the tides of cruelty and indifference. Thanks uh, to David Talbot for our reading and our lovely releasing meditation today, and also for introducing me to this short poem by Jane Upchurch. I don't actually know if she wrote this poem in reference to Anthony Gormley's cast iron figures. She wrote, there is a strength of steel, stiffly resisting all movement and pressure as waves crash and tides retreat. Or there is the strength of seaweed, the hold fast secure on the rock, flowing and weaving with the water, accommodating all movements and pressure, a living harmony. Words from Jane Upchurch. I really appreciate her description.
of the seaweed and its flexible strength as a, a living harmony. But I'm not sure we always get to choose between the strength of steel and the strength of seaweed. Most of us just have to see what life throws our way and then respond as best we can with the strengths and resources we have at our disposal. Perhaps the best we can hope for is the self-awareness to avoid being a pompous raindrop full of our own self-importance, full of our own plans for how things should be, convinced that our opinions are the only truth in town. If nothing else, this year of 2020 is surely reminding us that we're not fully in charge of this life. And yet, and yet, when we do find a way to go with the flow with what is, sometimes, just sometimes, something new and inspiring emerges. I wonder what that might be for each of us. Amen. Well, there's an opportunity to sing now, um, but like all Unitarian activities, this is an optional opportunity. If you would rather just read the words that are going to appear on the screen, that's fine with us. But if you do like singing, we'll join in with gusto, safe in the knowledge that we will all be muted. No one will hear you except your neighbours. And I think they're still asleep, so it will just be a lovely dream for them. And this hymn, Shining Through the Universe, it's got great words that have something to say about the Taoist ideas of flowing with the forces of life rather than fighting against them. I hope you enjoy this recording from the Unitarian Music Society. Janine. Um, and so some announcements now. Uh, my thanks go to Janine and Jane for all the extensive background work of hosting today and to Sandra Smith for so ably finding music to fit our theme. All of you much appreciated. 
It's been a real pleasure to see you all here today. Uh, we'll be back here again next week for a 10 a.m. service on Zoom. You're also welcome to join us on Tuesday at 10.30 for our coffee morning. And there are some spaces left for our heart and soul alternative spiritual gatherings, especially Tuesday evening. And why not make a note in your diaries now because um, on August the 27th, Thursday at three, will be a um, poetry uh, sharing group and everybody's welcome to join us for that. A big thank you to all of you who are continuing to make donations to help keep uh, the work of the church going here in the world. But my suggestion this week, if you have any spare money in your pocket or your bank account is let's donate to the Red Cross appeal for the Lebanon and the uh, crisis in the Yemen. We've already collected 100 pounds and um, I'll try and make sure that the particular details for the Unitarian Red Cross Fund are put on our Facebook page or just send me an email. Don't forget that we have a virtual coffee time to chat after the service in small groups if you'd like to stick around and we'd like to take a photo of us all uh, at the end of the service when the music ends. So we're going to have some closing words in a moment followed by Handel's famous water music and I invite you now to select gallery view so that we can see everybody and have that sense of connection and community. So I extinguish our chalice flame but not the warmth of this community and I send the light of the candle out into the world for all those who have no choice about whether to go with the flow or stand against the tide, for choice is indeed a sign of our privilege. These are not easy times in which we live. Let us be gentle with ourselves and with others, kindly travellers through our shared lives. May we intuit the times when we can and must stand against the tides of hatred and indifference, and may we join bravely with others in our common quest for a life of love, compassion and justice. May we also learn to go with the flow of what is, for the river carries us all quite effortlessly. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.